0: Everyone, Dave and Jeff. It's a Sunday night for us. Jeff just got back from the Padre game. A little field of dreams on the T V set.
1: Yeah, good, good, good. Can't
0: get enough baseball for you, I guess. It's just like uh Petco Park, it was a field of dreams for you there. And then <laughs> you have the same thing here.
2: Shit, Dave, I could be at three parks yeah. in eight days if this if uh timing allows. Tuesday night, I'll be at the White Sox Met game. And then a week from tomorrow. Uh, for e s p n Monday night baseball uh I
0: should be at Wrigley for
2: Cubs and A's
0: that is really cool, yeah, think fun. about it. If someone said that to you for as a kid, this is what you're right. gonna do. three right. different major league games, three different major league parks,
2: yeah, I like it. I will say this. My kids are at an age where um I try to avoid these trips now, like uh I'm cutting these back because it's like they're really funny because going to Chicago is great, and I'll get to see their brother. I'll have dinner with him tomorrow night. But uh, their summer break ends two weeks from today. Okay. So two weeks from today, it's the end. And then they go to middle school. And for them, it's a brand new school, brand new teachers, and their school day used to start at 8.30 and end at 2.30. Now it starts at 8 and ends at 3.30. And so that's... That's a grind, man. That, that's an extra hour a day. You're going to have different kind of homework and things like that. And it's definitely going to impact our free time during the week. It's yeah. going to impact. We usually hang out on Wednesday night and then I'll hang with them Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday before getting down here. And it'll take them a little time to get into the routine. But I just we hung out all day yesterday, went to the movies, went to dinner, did the whole thing. And I was just saying to those guys, man, I said, it's my favorite thing in the world. My favorite thing in the world. We're way up in Temecula. We're hanging out, eating shave ice. And I go, shit, this is what it is. Yeah. Not about being at Wrigley Field a week from Monday. I'd give it all up to be here. So, yeah, this one, tomorrow is a big one for our company. And I'll do that one. And then uh, I do Toronto. and, And that's about it. So, luckily, I'm cutting back. But remember when travel for work used to be great?
0: Well, for me, I've always had the kids, you know? This yeah. is where, this is where it changed for me. It's funny the way you, you say this. I remember covering the 2004 NBA Finals. It was the Lakers-Pistons. Mm-hmm. And Josh had a baseball game. And I remember thinking, I'd rather be at his right. game than be at the Laker game. And the Lakers right. are my favorite team of all time. Yet, I remember saying, I'd rather be at East Lake Little League than be at yeah. Staples Center. I get it completely. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Now, the good thing is... Um, they had been to Lake Tahoe and then we're going, uh, what would have been two weeks ago yesterday, we're going to do the Warner brothers tour. They, okay. Like they've never done a studio tour. Yeah. They love big bang theory and a couple of things like that. So it's like a, like a three hour tour. And I told them, I'm like, dude, it's like Gilligan's Island. They were like, what? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. They had no clue. Of course. What? We're going where? I was like, no, we're not. Shut up.
0: If you put Gilligan's Island on right now, they look at you like, why did you watch this shit? Right. Yeah.
2: Bunch of shows like that where they're like, why, a?" Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so dumb. How'd they get batteries to keep (laughs) working? (laughs)
0: Because the professor was a fucking genius. He was
2: when he wasn't fucking banging Marianne and Ginger. Yeah. Yeah, just sitting there.
0: That's hilarious. Dude, I got to ask you real quick, though. The middle school thing or junior mm -hmm. high. In San Diego, they call it middle school. When I went to mm -hmm. school, they called it junior high. Yeah. What do you remember? What they called it?
2: Yeah, I went to. I went to. Um, it was middle school, but for me, I'm trying to think of how this worked, it was uh, in Minneapolis. It would have been sixth, seventh, eighth. I don't think ninth grade was there. I think it was six, seven, eight, and then I came out here to Earl Warren. Yeah, and it was seven and eight. And then I was at San Diego for nine. So they go to a school in the Mesa, which is really cool, where kids could start going there as early as fourth grade. Okay. So they'll be in seventh. So in that school, four, five, six, seven, and eight. So at least they're not going in and being the youngest guys in in the building. Yeah. But it's just, it's a different thing. And it was... We've, we've said this too much, but their mom and I had a bunch of different elementary schools. So it was really cool for us to allow them to go to one school from kindergarten through sixth. Did your sons go to one school from kindergarten through sixth? Yes, they did. That's really cool. But by the end, they were done. Like they, and I, We went to the Padre game today, and I was telling them on the drive... I go, you guys kind of went through at that school what kids go through when a baby brother or a baby sister shows up. When you were kindergarten, first, second, third, you got a lot of attention. But by the time you got to fifth, it was all about those guys. And you were like, "Ah, you, you guys know what to do on your own. So now you'll never be that way again because at middle school, there'll be guys below you. And by the time you get to high school, it's like, dude, figure it out. But... um. But, yeah, it was cool, like, and, and just talking to them. But, yeah, it, I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite places. There for just under 10 days. Yeah. A lot of fun things going on along the way, and I would I would trade it all out to hang with them for five days.
0: I got a middle school story for you. It's funny as we're saying this, because for your kids, I'm sure they're thinking a bunch of different things. How are the mm-hmm. kids going to be different? How is this going right. to be different? when i go into school they're going to be people grades above me what does that mean i mean they're going to be kids that probably are starting to shave right well you know? not quite but well eighth yeah. grade yeah eighth grade yeah What's going on boys <laughs> or girls <laughs> i don't know where the girls are shaving yeah i don't want to bring that up creepy sorry so what i'm saying is things are is a big damn difference going yeah. from where they came from to where they're going yeah
2: Longer days, though, man. That's yeah, the crazy thing.
0: You know, it's funny. When, so I went to uh, junior high in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee, they don't have nutrition breaks. When you tell people there's nutrition in California, they think that's the dumbest, softest. So California soft. Right. You got to take a break so you can have your with your peanut butter on it. Yeah, And right. then there's a couple words that we don't use uh, in today's language that they used to use <laughs> in the 80s. They say to you, yes. But I remember I started uh, one junior high. And I didn't want to go to this junior high, but my parents made me go. So I lost all my friends. All my friends went to another one. And my parents made me go to this one. And finally in December, Christmas break, they let me leave that school and go to the one I wanted to go to. So I go into the school and I'm in seventh grade. Seventh and eighth grade were the two grades. And you're trying to find okay, you don't want to get caught with the wrong group, mm-hmm. the cool kids, the the nerd kids, the you know yeah. the kids nobody talks to. You want to make sure when you step in, you got to start with a good group. Otherwise, you're yeah. fucked for two years. Yep, maybe even high school. So I I see the group, all right, the cool group, and there are two guys who are two of my best friends now, and they were in my wedding even, but they failed seventh grade. Oh, so those fuckers should have been in eighth, but they're in seventh grade now. So yeah. All the girls like these guys because they were older and stuff. Probably <laughs> had heaters in their pockets. Yeah. So I, I get invited to the cool kid table at lunch. All right. Nice. And it's, it's big. my buddy, my buddy Trevor, my buddy Rodney. Trevor, yeah. Trevor had a little bit more pull than Rodney at the time. Had the the hot girlfriends, but had the other girls on the side that liked them too. Good. And they sit me at the cool kids table. And I remember like super nervous. I was a super shy kid, I told you. And everyone's kind of talking. I'm not talking, but I'm at the table inside. I'm like, fuck, dude, I think I made it. I'm at the cool kids table. Yeah. And I open up that ca- ketchup packet, you know, to put on my food. Oh, shit. And I go and I squeeze it and it goes shooting off to the left like a motherfucker. And I look up and it's straight up Trevor's pants all the way up his pants, up his shirt, onto his girlfriend's sweater.
2: Oh, you asshole.
0: Yeah. Within like seven minutes, I completely fucked everything I was yeah. working so hard big for. big shock. Big oh.
2: fucking shock.
0: Oh, it was bad. Kerry tapping. I was like, "Oh shit, here we go. Now we're gonna get into a fight," you know. And you know what? We became <laughs> super close friends from there on out. Ugh. But I thought, "Holy fuck, this is where I get the shit kicked out of me right here in junior high."
2: So I'm gonna call my sons from the airport tomorrow. And Make like, sure the
0: ketchup packet's all the way open.
2: Don't even use it. <laughs> Don't even use. Just go without. Yeah. yeah,
0: I remember. In do they have dances still in junior high?
2: uh well i mean again they're just getting ready to go but i would assume so yeah
0: my buddy trevor got kicked out thank god this is a podcast not a radio show yeah my buddy trevor got kicked out of the the junior high dance it's in the cafeteria but it's dark music's going first time i ever put cologne on no it's like halston z14 it was like (laughs) half a bottle stole it from my dad nice and i remember he's just finger begging carrie tapping during on the table and the principal comes over he goes mr watson and he turned around, I was like, dude, here's where he gets expelled. And yeah. he turns around, get your own, Mr. Moran. He drives that lot on the principal. Suspended three days. And well, I'm like, who does that? What's Kerry Tappen school? doing the whole time? Enjoying it. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, dude, it was such an eye-opener. I was like, yeah. holy shit. You know, it's such an eye-opener of what the hell just happened from elementary school to junior high.
2: Yeah, it, the whole gig changes. So um, I like my days all run into each other, but I leave tomorrow. I'm back the following Wednesday. I'll be in here that Wednesday night. And then that Friday, we're going out of town for three days just because it's something we do. What I always try to do is I try to make the final weekend before going back to school memorable. Yeah. And uh, so I skipped this show last year. They were in Philadelphia. I skipped it last year and it's kinda of wild. We went to Hermosa Beach and spent that weekend with Erica. And now all of a sudden, like a year later, we go, God dang, she's not even here. Yeah. And it's just it's crazy. Um I was I was looking uh let me think Thursday how about this, Dave? Thursday will
0: be the one year
2: anniversary of
0: our event. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing.
2: And pretty crazy yeah. to think how fast the year went. Pretty crazy to think about what we were doing last year at this time, as all kinds of cool things were being added to the to the docket and getting everybody in place, getting the band in place, all the people lined up. It was cool. But yeah, that's just that's what you do now. That's what I do with them as we head out of town. Now we're gonna do something that we have tried to avoid doing, but For necessity and everything else, just because of timing, we're going to have to do it. Um, My guess is Wednesday is the trade deadline. Yep. So we will probably do a podcast Wednesday night. However, I'll appear via phone. Because one way or the other, this team's either made moves or they didn't make moves. And there's going to be moves that are made that day, either yay or nay, that are going to impact the National League West. And I really don't feel like waiting two weeks to to hit them. And so we'll do that. And then a week from tonight, we'll do another one. And again, I'll have to do it from the phone. So it's just it keeps our numbers in line for all of you that are nice enough to jump on through Patreon. We didn't want to cut a bunch of shows out. So that'll be coming up and we're good to
0: go. Yeah, no problem at all. All right. So I got to ask you because, again, you went to the game today. Mm -hmm. I promised you it was going to be Paddock and Bumgarner. That's what everything was written out. What do you think as far as when you got there? Were you disappointed?
2: Yeah, well, my one son was to see Paddock, and then...
0: Uh, you can't bench Paddock, by the way, at home.
2: Right. You well, he'll pitch tomorrow. I
0: got that, but it's a Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? People buy Sunday tickets in advance. Giants. I mean, I told you because that's what yeah. I had written out. You can't sit there and do that to the fans. That's bullshit.
2: There's a bunch of shit with this team that really pisses me off right now that has to be addressed. Uh, number one... My deal is this, if you fucking throw at Fernando Tatis Jr., as he did last night on Saturday night, where you throw at his head, and I get it, Tatis hits the home run, then Bumgarner hits him today in the leg, acts like, oh, I'm upset because the pitch got away from me, and I get it, Renfro comes up and hits the three-run homer, okay, And when Bumgarner comes up next, you strike him out. And had you drilled him there, he would have been on base, and it would have been a big run. Ultimately, it wouldn't have mattered. I don't give a fuck. You're a fucking last-place team. And this team has been the epitome of the word pussy during their entire history. It's a fucking group of pussies. And you know what? You can talk all you want about long memories. Fuck you. You have no memory. You're a bunch of fucking guys that look the other way when it comes to management. And you know who knows it? Fucking Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner said, I just hit your fucking big swinging dick right in the fucking knee and you didn't do shit. You didn't do shit. You fucking turned and hightailed it out of there. Don't tell me you're trying to win a game. You're in fucking last place. And it's the biggest fucking joke I've ever seen. And listen, it's not just about Andy Green and Preller. It happened when Boach was here. It happened when Bud was here. It's gone all through the years.
0: All, all through the, the years. More than any organization I can ever remember, they just take it.
2: With this fucking team, I remember vividly when Benito, yep. very similar to Tatis, got hit by, I think it was Jeff Brantley, pitching for the same fucking San Francisco Giants, and guess what? You fucking sat there and didn't do shit. Never do. They no. never do.
0: And the, it's, the Rizzo situation a couple years ago in Chicago right, was ridiculous.
2: Right. Same thing, but... That, all I'm telling you is, I guarantee you, Machado's sitting there going, what the fuck? Tatis has got to be going, what the fuck, right?
0: They should be. And if I'm Machado, especially as a veteran, I'm really yeah. fucking pissed. And if a Tatis who grew up in a baseball family has to understand, yeah. it's bullshit. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Aaron Boone lost his mind and everybody heard the audio? And they're selling shirts all over New York. We're fucking savages. In that box. Yeah. I mean, it is that's I hate to say it, but when it's a long fucking summer and you're exhausted, this is how you fucking everybody knew he was getting drilled
2: because he took Bumgarner deep on opening day. And with what happened yesterday and you fucking sit there and adjust your little summer dress and park your little fucking (laughs) cotton candy ass on the bench. Sit the fuck down. So fucking embarrassing. And the Giant fans were laughing. Yeah, and you lose the game
0: anyways. You do it inside your division all the time. You've done it with the, with the Dodgers. You've done right. it with the Giants. You done it. you let you get bullied all the fucking time. Right. Fifty one seasons of getting fucking bullied.
2: Right, fucking bunch of candy it is ridi- ass. It is. It's
0: ridiculous. I don't man. blame
2: Tatis. I don't blame Machado. You no. had fucking Perdomo on the mound. It was a bullpen game anyways. Yeah. So what are you doing?
0: Let it go. This is your last chance in front of the, your fans on a Sunday against the last yeah. time you're gonna see the Giants at home the whole t- whole season. Let's do it right now.
2: Yeah, and I'm looking at a team where you go, Well, you got fucking Hunter Renfro in the game today. You got Fran mill Reyes in the game today, you got Mejia in the game today. If I'm Brandon Crawford, I'm like, shit. Who am I squaring off with? Is Kinsler out here? I got uh Garcia. I, got, I got Urias. <clears throat> I'll rochhambeau it. I'm not taking any of those guys from the outfield. Fuck that. But I just sat there and watched. I said to my son, they're not going to do
0: anything. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's just ridiculous. At some point, you got you got to do something to show what you're about. You can sit there and go to spring training all you want and talk what you are. Yeah. But right now, you're basically a last place team. you got to have something to build on. Well, hey, we might be the last you know, place. You, you aren't going to bully us around anymore. Those days are long gone.
2: You fuck em by hitting Bumgarner right in the fucking hand. That's it. Hit him right in the hand, right before the trade deadline. And he shows up in a little cast, signed by Dwayne (laughs) Kuyper.
0: Dude, Bumgarner would be the perfect guy to hit, because he bats righty, but he throws lefty. His pitching arm's exposed. Yeah.
2: You fucking hit him right in the hand, you you son of a bitch. (laughs) How were your
0: seats? Unbelievable. Yeah, imagine.
2: You know what, though? I've done the same thing twice. I did it at the Lake Elsinore Storm where I was sitting right behind home plate, and fucking Stephen Ben, I was in their seats. I was a section over. I couldn't fucking read it. And then today, did the same shit. I looked, uh, Brian Curry hooked me up.
0: What do you to, mean? You sat in the wrong seats?
2: Wrong section again. I've Jesus. done it two fucking times in a row.
0: But Why we not you just ask the old lady for help? God
2: damn. I, shit. I, it's
0: embarrassing.
2: Uh, completely embarrassing. But we moved. Here's a little tip for you. Yeah. If you go Toyota Terrace, right, somehow I ended up over in 206. Now, 206 is cool because they got a little bit of shade, and you're good. By about 3.30 today, my sons are like, whoa, got hot out here quick. But in 206, there's like 22 seats in the row. Yeah. So if you're in the middle, it's kind of a pain in the ass. If you came over where we were supposed to be in 205... And uh, I'll let you know that when my son said, where are the seats? I go, we're directly behind the Padre dugout in Toyota Terrace. And I still fucking walk over to down third baseline. No fucking clue what I'm doing. Uh, But when you come over there, there's only like 12 seats in a row. And so it was great. Uh, One other thing that nobody will ever say. Petco Park is unbelievably cool i was listening to some obnoxious giant fans all around us that were bitching about machado before i realized i was in the wrong section um bitching about machado everything else but it was funny listening to people that go to a really great park oracle park former at&t talk about how much they love petco yeah like they were saying man i'm i'm pretty sure if you look right up that street we can see all the way to Balboa Park, and they were saying, "Yeah, you know, we go out here, man. You got the Coronado Bridge. Like it's this is pretty awesome. Is.
0: I think it's honestly, I think it's the best on baseball,
2: right up there. Yeah,
0: honestly, I can't think of another one that is better. With the way downtown has been built up yeah. since they opened it up, and you don't look out and see eighty cranes of what what might right. be. The view is is incredible. Everything about it's just awesome.
2: The only thing I would change." Uh, and they pointed it out, and they're exactly right. They're like, they kind of half-assed it on the on the video board in right field.
3: Oh, they did. Uh,
2: two huge advertisements yeah. that you look at and you go, yeah, those probably could have been narrowed yeah. down. Again, I don't think it's splitting hairs, because the people that pay to sit down the third baseline are paying as much as the people that are paying to sit down the first baseline. And when I moved from the third base to the first baseline, you go, God, that is a really really noticeable difference but yeah just it's so goddamn fun being out there yeah, yeah it, it is. really is um how long do you stay we stayed through the seventh and okay. then um uh yes yeah, stayed through seven which was
0: just, so they're making it longer and longer your kids
2: yeah it's great they're they're um got a couple half marathons coming up my other son's starting to run they were going tonight to get uh, to Roadrunner, to get running shoes, and then I wanted to get down here early because it's an early day tomorrow. Otherwise, most days, we just... Like, when we go to Elsinore, we hang for the most part. And today, it just... uh, Unbelievable seats where it was, but they were both in, like, T-shirts and, like... uh, I guess they had shorts on, but, man, it warms up quick over there, but...
0: Any foul balls your way?
2: No, but I said to him, pay attention. Yeah. Like, pay pay attention. Um... No, like, laser shots, but, like, I see... It'll be interesting. I think at the White Sox, they've extended it all the way down the lines. Um, I'll know for sure if we're able... I'm hoping we can get out there Tuesday night. And then uh, I'll be at Wrigley a week from tomorrow, and I'll I'll see what that's all about. But telling you, Dave, man, I just... Looking around, there are so many people that are distracted by their phone. Oh, yeah. Kids are eating nachos or doing whatever. Man, there's like, there's very few places as a parent where you can go and just hang out, not worry about what your kid's doing, and not have to worry about a, a baseball coming at you at 95 miles an hour.
0: Isn't it weird that you see people, though, that go to an event like a baseball game? All right. So you're spending a ton of money, your time, your weekend, and they spend so much time looking at the phone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, man, don't you ever enjoy the moment where you're right.
2: at? Right. right. I I look around me because my kids don't bring their glove. Yeah. They never really ask to bring their glove, but they just, they don't. But what I'm doing is I look around and I start scouting and trying to figure out, all right, who around me can make a play?
0: <laughs> you're looking in the, in the, in the stands to see who can make a play? A couple of rows. Uh, right in front of me.
2: Are yeah. any of these guys capable of making oh, a play? Oh, that's hilarious. If that ball comes flying up here, and if not, then you start looking around going, all right, where can we go? <laughs>
0: yeah. He going to make a play.
2: Yeah. I mean, if that thing comes never flying up, <clears throat> you know it.
0: Yeah, I just never thought of it that way. I, You know, as a kid, I used to always say, just, man, I just hope someone hits me a ball. But yeah. now as as an adult, I'm like, dude, I fucking I coach baseball. I have a baseball in my hand all the time. Right. I really don't give a fuck. Right. I don't need a foul ball.
2: No, I just don't want anybody getting hurt around. Yeah, me. no,
0: I understand. But literally, I don't hope the ball is hit at me. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I used to hope, please, someone hit a line shot right at me. No, yeah. I don't. I don't want it. I don't care. I don't need it. I'm it's, not going to hold a baby and catch it like that giant fan did the other that night. How about that shit? Yeah, I'm not doing that.
2: What would that What would that conversation have been like when you got home? Yeah. Like that was an amazing play by that dude in left field. I just I was just thinking for all the dads. How's that fucking conversation going? How's
0: <laughs> conversation going as right?
2: I mean you made the sports center, you may get that one mulligan, right? Yeah. Kind of like bowling when you throw the fucking you you try to pull a little spin out, you take two pins out. Okay, you're getting a second shot at that. Yes. But the next time you may not, may not want to fucking do that again.
0: That's funny, yeah. funny itself. That is that is too good. But overall, man, good experience. Great. Kids had a good time and, and everything awesome. else. Awesome.
2: And uh, my thanks to Brian Curry. You know what? Who hooked I, that up. Down, really great.
0: Did you listen to the game? The rest of the game on the way home. Just curious. I we'll didn't. I didn't hear the okay. rest.
2: I mean, I, oh wait, I heard Will Myers hit the two run homer. Okay, yeah.
0: my, Myers hits the two run home run. Here, here's what's frustrating in the ninth inning, where the the Giants added a couple more on. It was it was bad baseball in the Giants part. You got Posey at third. He got, like, no outs. You get through the first two outs. He's still stranded at third. You're like, cool. It might not mean a lot, but fuck it. For the Padres, good. You held him there. For the Giants, it's horrible baseball. Mm-hmm. Then a base hit happens, and Posey trots home. Well, fuck, the Padres were within two, one by the time right. the game ended. And you're like, motherfucker. You got 2 gutting outs. You did all the hard work and shit. You can't fucking keep them stranded yeah. with two outs. You get frustrated. Framil Reyes, by the way, frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. I mean, I understand he hits all the home runs. He is the worst hitter I've ever seen with men on base. Right. I mean, people could say whatever they want. Oh, he never gets anybody on base. Framar <laughs> Reyes has twenty six home runs, yet as far as runs knocked in, absolutely embarrassing. It's insane. He has forty five RBI. Yeah. I mean, that's fuck, dude. One time, guys on base. You want to come through? It's it's Will Myers two Jesus.
2: Look, they they Kevin A C wrote the article today about Myers. And I love to they mention
0: his uh, eye chart that he needs to get his eyes checked. His coach brought it up.
2: Uh, that has not been addressed yet. <laughs> Look, here's, here's the thing. My opinion on Myers, whether I'm right or wrong, I get it. I get everything that he said today. He's a part of this Padre team and I want him to succeed because he's part of that team. However, what never seems to get mentioned in the fucking struggles of 2019 for Will Myers is the attitude of 2017 and the attitude of yes. 2018. And that's the thing. It's Will yeah, Will Myers was a fucking All-Star in 2016, I've heard it. By the way, that wasn't the World Champion Padres that he was an All-Star with. He beat, he beat out Jan-Hervis Solarte. God damn. <laughs> not Alexi Ramirez up too? Yes. Who else do we have? Okay, but I get it. But when he openly talked during that time of losing focus at the outfield or in first base, and then you're trying him at third base, right? Yep. Well, if I keep fucking striking matches, and I just keep striking matches, striking matches, and then all of a sudden I hit it and I drop it in the dry field, and I fucking go, uh, I don't know what caused that fucking brush fire. I don't know what got me. And I know all of you are mad at me and you say, hey, you started the brush fire. Look, all I'm telling you is nobody wanted that brush fire out more than me. And that's what I felt like when I read that thing today. Yeah. You're responsible for where this is. And I'm sorry for that going through it. It has to suck. I have no doubt, Dave, that right now you're trying to play catch up. But fuck, it feels like the tortoise in the hare to me. And-
0: it, 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 it's... I don't know what to say about this this team. We all, You and I at least knew 2019 wasn't going to be the year, right? We all said it's, it's, it's a couple steps you have to take. A lot of people, no Padre fan wants to go in and believe, oh, it's going to be a shit year, right. you know? But we knew it wasn't going to – I don't think it finished finish last place. But at the same time, this wasn't going to be the year they go to the postseason. Right. I know you picked them on the show, but you did it just for effect. Here's the deal with this team right now. They've won one series this month. Yeah. Yeah. The whole fucking month, they've won one series. That's when they beat the Dodgers. That was before the All-Star break, right? Well, I mean, so you sit there and go, yeah. what kind of baseball are you playing and, and what are you doing moving forward? And you talk about different changes. Myers hits the home run today. Do Myers is the king of hitting home runs when there's no chance of winning the game. He does it all the fucking time. It's right. called pitching with a fucking lead. You yeah. just groove him.
2: Yeah, get the fuck out. Look, Morion, Morihone, whatever. Yeah. You fucking gave that kid a lot of money. Great. He doesn't get out of the second inning today. He doesn't get out of the second inning. Quantrill's been strong.
0: Quantrill's Uri- getting better every time.
2: Look, I will say this about Urias, watching him today. Urias reminds me hitting the ball, what you saw a little bit with Fran Mel Reyes at the start of the year. That kid is just fucking roping the ball, and they've got him played perfectly. Where Myers early on was striking out and, you know, ground out, shit like that. But, uh, like, I watched Kinsler come up and got on today on kind of a fluke single. Looked like fucking Kinsler was hitting a pitching wedge <laughs> from 40 yards out trying to make birdie. It dropped in, got a hit, got him on base. Good for him. But at least watching Urias, I'm watching, and I go, fuck, the kid's hitting it right on the screws each time. You just can't buy a hit. But this amazing farm system that you have, awesome. Mejia can't fucking hit. He can't hit. Right? Urias might not be able to hit. He's hitting
0: 63.
2: Tatis is outstanding.
0: He's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, Machado. Renfro is pretty fucking impressive. He is. Pretty fucking impressive. So now you look and you go, okay, Mackenzie Gore's strong start back last night at double-A, good. That's it. But, I mean, shit, Dave, some of these guys, you've invested a shitload of money. I can't imagine what you and I are saying is any different than from what Ron Fowler's saying, which is we've invested a shitload of money. We've asked people to be patient. And we need more than just Tatis to come up here and, and be a one-man wrecking crew. Thank God he is. Thank, Thank God, God he, is. he is.
0: He's better than we even thought. Oh He's he's better he's than we even thought. I mean, he is. He, he's absolutely insane. Hitting three thirty-three right now. And even with uh, the Machado thing, at least when Machado comes up, you aren't moving. You're excited he's coming up to bat. You're excited he's still on your team. You're excited all that shit. Yeah. But, man, it, it, it is disappointing with what is the minor league guys, when are they going to click? I, I, that being said, I still say you stay the course. You don't go out and start dumping guys off, though, and going after guys that you don't exactly need. Like, I'm not even sure what the fuck Syndergaard is anymore. Like, Syndergaard's ERA is, is you know, pushing closer to five than it is to three. I- And you sit there and go, is he he the guy? Now that they acquired Strowman today, meaning the Mets, the Tonkas, they they did. It makes it sound like Syndergaard is the guy that's going to be moved this week. But at the same time uh, with with the Padres, unless they believe they're going to win next year and you need them right now, I don't understand why you're so quick to get rid of them. Also, stop trading for prospects. I think we're all past that fucking stage, aren't we? You've got enough fucking prospects. Andy Green is like on that TV show Hoarders and shit. Yeah. He has fucking a bunch of – Storage wars. Yeah. He has a bunch of guys in his fucking house that you can't get to the fucking bathroom and take a piss because he has all these guys laying around. Uh, he collects fucking minor league guys.
2: Yeah, they they gotta they gotta figure this shit out.
0: Figure out a plan. Figure out your top ten and fucking everyone else. I Man, I don't know what to tell you. Man, I mean, we all know Gore's the guy. Actually, last night I spent about three hours looking through the Padres minor league system because I had nothing fucking going on, and I'm sitting there going going. Well, they're still rated really fucking high. And there are a lot of guys on there that we didn't even talk about a year ago that are really starting to do well. gore. By the way, is insane. I mean, he's exactly what we were hoping he was going to be. I know uh, Patino, whatever he's supposed yeah, to be, fa- fan- fantastic too, great. But you got it. You got to figure out what the fuck you're doing and what your game plan is. Yeah. And even a guy like Renfro, who you just said a second ago, is pretty fucking impressive. He's a guy I've always been a fan of as well. It took forever to fucking beca- right. get Renfro to be. To give him the opportunity to be that fucking guy.
2: Dave, this team's history would have been that they would have given up on him at age 26. And then they move him right to the Cardinals, like Jed Jerko. And all of a sudden, he becomes a 30-bomb guy. And then we'd be going, what the fuck?
0: What the fuck is right? We
2: got Jared Weaver for that guy? I mean, that was the typical move. So, yeah. Took a while for him to figure it out. Fucking guy plays strong defense, hits the shit out of the ball. Dave, you don't, you're don't. you not in a position, if you're that team, to say, I don't think we need Trevor Bauer. I don't think you need Syndergaard. You need both those fucking guys. You have nobody that can get you into the sixth inning. Nobody. I don't
0: know if I have faith they're going to make the right trade. Like, even when you look at Mejia, who, who looks like he's never going to hit, yeah. you give up Brad Hand for him. You give up an all-star. Right? I mean, the Indians, if they deal Brad Hand this week, we'll get a lot more back for him than the Padres did. But
2: I'll take Mejia over Hedges.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, they're both shit. Neither one of them are major league catchers. They're both fucking shit.
2: And then uh, we we just got a great article in the UT today about hedges. Hey, let's talk defense. Now, one
0: fucking question about,
2: hey, man, like where's the bag?
0: Exactly. That's what we care about. We know you can catch the ball.
2: Yeah, like it would be doing an interview with Phillip Rivers and saying, I'll tell you one thing, man, your ability to fucking pitch that ball and to hand off. To, to Melvin Gordon, it's unbelievable. It's seamless. There are times I watch you and I'm like, does he have the ball or does Melvin have the ball? How do you do that? Now, the idea that your average fucking completion yes. is eight and a half yards and you can't fucking throw the ball plus 20 yards, I mean, would be yeah. my analogy, and your completion rate's about 4%. Well, we're not even going to mention that. I'm not somebody I'm not some asshole. Like holy fuck. I'm not some asshole. Like we just fucking couldn't give less of a shit that kid can't hit.
0: No, they don't bring it up. Do you do you judge every like for me, every week I have to play this game in my mind. Do I cancel the paper? So I get it online, but every week I'm like, do I cancel I kind of base it off of Nick. You know? Yeah, and I keep it God. good but every time I read Nick, I get really fucking frustrated, but I come back on Sunday and read his bullshit again.
2: I, hear. I'll answer it this way. I don't even know what the fuck I pay for it. Yeah. I don't get.
0: Do you get the paper paper? Like, do you feel no, it? No. Okay.
2: Only on Sunday. Okay. I get the Sunday paper and I have digital access. Okay. So I, I would say this in defense of the paper. Thanks. <clears throat>
1: Appreciate
2: that. I don't get how fucking people <laughs> have the balls to complain that anything you go to read is behind a paywall. Like how also people get mad because the union tribune will allot you a handful of free articles a month.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They got
2: fucking, how do you think Bryce Miller gets paid? I yeah. don't think any of these guys get paid. They need subscriptions, but so I pay for it, but Dave, I, I don't, I pay for the athletic. Like How much a, is that one? I got a good deal on it. I just paid for it for the year. I think I paid like 75 for the year. Okay. But for me, a lot of teams I like have daily coverage in.
0: Yeah, there. that's a King, it's funny you brought that up.
2: I'm a Kings fan, yeah. Wild fan, uh Twins, you know, uh Raiders, yep. Padres. All of these and and Ken Rosenthal's there, Peter Gamons is there. Like if to me the Athletics worth it, I like that.
0: That's funny. My son and I had this conversation just the other day and he said it's the only thing I would pay for. He told the me. The athletic? it Athletics.
2: It's good, but but remember If you're buying it, at least if you subscribe to the Padres like I do, and I don't even check in digitally every day. Yeah. AC's writing three or four things a fucking day. Dennis Lynn's writing about three or four things a week. Yeah. So there's a big difference between the two. If you're you're looking for hardcore day-to-day coverage, the UT is the way to go. If you're looking for features and kind of more... I don't know, not so much day-to-day, but just bigger picture shit. AC gives you that too, but that's kind of what the focus is for the athletic. How does
0: AC do compared to the guys that have covered that team in the past? To you?
2: I think it's a struggle.
0: Yeah. I think it's a struggle. Who do you think was the best guy that did it? Oh,
2: I like that. Um, Well, it was pretty good when Nightingale was covering it for the LA Times and Kernan was covering it for the UT. Like That was good. Those were pretty good days because those guys, I liked it when when you had the LA Times and you had the UT, they were competing against each other. So, Scotty Miller was on that beat for the LA Times. Olney was on that beat. Yeah. Like, there were some good guys. Um, I love Kraz. But, I thought
0: Kras was good at it, too.
2: Yeah, but Kraz, I, I get it. Look, you have to go in there every day. You have to go in there, and it's really, really easy when you're sitting on your couch to you say, hey. Go call that guy out. Tell him he's shit. Go ahead, write it. You know what? Exactly. I'm going to write this. Will Myers is shit. <laughs> Woo, that felt good. And then guess what, shithead? When you go in there for the next two weeks and you need a fucking quote and everybody's turned their back on you because you just called their guy yep. who they're watching go through it and they know him and they understand the struggle and you had the balls on your 140 pounds soaking wet Wearing your fucking corduroys in here from Men's Warehouse. You're going to say he's shit? Is that what you're going to say? Well, guess what, fuckhead? I'm not going to give you a quote. And then you're dead.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what happens.
2: You have to find a way. (laughs) You have to establish some kind of balance. You have to try to do some kind of balance when you're in that act. Because if you don't think those fucking guys on that team will lock you out, you're you're oh, we've You're to fucking joke.
0: Yeah, you've seen it. And, and then you're you, dead. Oh, you are. You're you're dead to the point where what are you gonna do? Your editor is gonna say you're off this beat. Exactly. You're gonna lose the the, the only pro team going. Right. I mean, you really you are, you're in deep shit. We've seen it before. Right? You know, we've seen it before where it gets bad and that's when you have other options like the Chargers and shit in this town. But no, you got the fucking Padres, that's all you got. You can't have it where 25 guys aren't talking to you anymore. Yeah. And they all know you're the dick.
2: Yeah. And you're the only guy doing it. And that's how all of a sudden you go, hey, guess what, honey? This is great. Well, I'm off that Padre beat. Whoa. Good. It was tough having you away. Well, yeah. What's your new beat? I'm the official. Uh, I cover all the new shows at Starlight Bowl and Vista. What? Yeah, and I took a 68% pay cut. You're going to have to fucking get that job back. <laughs> You're going back to fucking smart and final working that register. Well, what happened? Well, what happened was I fucked up and said Ian Kinsler can't hit. They froze me out. Jay said, I got to make a change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's real. It's a, it's a job based on relationships, man. And it's. It's, it's a different thing. I, I think it's a really, you have different personalities in there. I will say this in defense of Kevin. That game used to be a lot different. You had access to Towers. You had access to Boach. Probably in the way that I would think he had access to Telesco and, and others that were in that job. Um, fuck, I'm mind blanking. Who was the, um, who was the GM right before
0: Telesco? Oh, fuck. Oh, AJ. Oh, 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 AJ, yeah. AJ Smith.
2: Fuck, I guarantee you, man. I guarantee you coming off of that Chargers beat. Yep. Kevin had access to AJ, had access to Norv, offensive, defensive coaches, and could do his job consistently weekend. Plus... I know he had an outstanding relationship with impact players on that
0: team. All right, I'm going to ask you as we're doing this show right now to to turn your head and watch the the television set. Right now, because you were at the Padre game today, uh-huh. you have no idea what happened in the Indians-Royals game. You're just talking about Trevor Bauer, who loses his fucking mind like you've never seen anybody lose their mind in their life. And so after you, we, we, we're going to talk about it, but I'm going to ask you, do you still want a guy like that on the Padres is he is it good to have a guy that's a little bit fucking crazy in that locker room. Yeah, he might be a winner, but the guy was an asshole when he was with UCLA, his teammates hated his guts. He was an asshole when he was at the diamondbacks. He's an asshole in Cleveland to the point where he's an all-star caliber player. Yet at the same time, the talk is that they have him on the training block because he might not be good for the locker room. Mm. And so, and again, we'll get to it in the, in the highlights as Jeff's watching it right now, but I've never seen a manager and a player go at it the way these two guys go. And it wasn't like Frank Robinson back in the day where Frank Robinson ended up um, pulling a guy off the mound and they almost fought right there on the mound. But Terry Francona was 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 very curious to know <laughs> hey, what he literally says to him, What the fuck is wrong with you? Really? Yeah. Says to him clear as day, what the fuck is wrong with you to to Trevor Bauer? And so it was it was crazy. And so they just didn't go Trevor Bauer's way. He gets a little bit frustrated. He, oh, he, get out of here. He threw the ball over the center field fence, okay, as Jeff just watched. <laughs> wow. <Whoa. laughs> they blocked it out. From the other angle, he yells, what the fuck's wrong with you? He goes, you go to the dugout, we'll talk about this. And he walks to the dugout like a little kid, like a little bitch.
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Ah, yeah, you, yeah, I like it. Do
0: you remember Rob Dibble threw the ball into the crowd when yeah. he was at the Reds, got mad and threw it over the center field fence? It's a fucking good throw right there. Look at Tito. He goes, I'm sorry, I lost it. Trevor Bowers But from the other side, when they show it, because they didn't yeah. show it on MLB Network, you could read his lips clear and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? You want a crazy motherfucker yeah. like that in town? <laughs> yeah, I do.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. Now, yeah, he gets lit up there, but I'm looking at what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. He's a great pitcher. And nothing against
0: his talent. He's a great player. I have player. no
2: problem with that at all. Because I guarantee you one thing, Dave, if Trevor Bauer is on the mound today, Madison Bumgarner is getting on that play today saying, ouch, ouch. I'm with sore you Sore ribs. Yeah. No, sore I, fucking ribs.
0: I don't disagree with that. I think you're absolutely right. One thing yeah. is I think he's smoking Madison Bumgarner.
2: Yeah. I, uh, fuck yeah, I would take it. What are they going to want? If if you move Fran Mill Reyes... I don't know, man. They're, they're going to pre- ask
0: for one of those. They aren't going to ask for Gore because they aren't going to give you Gore, but they're going to ask probably for a Patino. Yeah. They are. I mean, Correo, they, yeah, I mean they, they were trying. They I were mean, hoping. you got to think, is an all-star pitcher this year. I know he didn't make the all-star team. They gave it to his teammate, which which was surprising. Yeah. But he's an all-star pitcher, and I, you're going to ask for a hell of a player back in return. I
2: think, Dave, he's going to come here, and you're going to add a little bit of the red ass to that rotation. And I think it's going to have a trickle-down effect on guys like Lauer, like Luke Casey. I think Paddock may already be there. But I think having a dude, a proven guy that's going to show you how to do it every day, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it'll be fucking infectious to Machado and Tatis and Hosmer that will love playing behind him. And I think all of a sudden this attitude will be like, fuck yeah, we're legit. And I think a guy like Syndergaard would bring that too. Telling you, man, I would go after both of those guys. Go after both of those guys and figure out combination of what you currently have and what you have down below that will get those deals done. And then all of a sudden, it's a much different looking team heading into twenty. Is
0: everybody down below outside of Gore for you on the block?
1: uh,
2: uh CJ Abrams isn't on the block.
0: You can't. Yeah, you 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 take a while to to get rid of him. You have to wait a certain amount of time. But after as drafting. far
2: as like A guys go, Double A guys.
0: Yeah, any of those guys that that you've seen down there, what they're talking about. You follow the Padre minor league system outside of Gore. Is everybody else? Hey, you're on the block. Yeah,
2: I think most guys are available. It's just a question of how many guys are available in one deal. But yeah, I mean that. Look, man, it's it's.
0: If you trade Cinnegar, you're gonna have to trade three of those big guys.
2: Uh. All right. You can oh, let me three out. your
0: top ten guys.
2: Great. Uh, let me. These are. I just did my top ten, and I'm really happy to let you guys know. Uh, we've got Hedges, <laughs> we've got Myers, and we have Matt Strom. Let's write it up. Hey, yeah. Woo! It's exciting, isn't it? Can't feel it. <laughs> my heart's palpitating. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Hey, dipshit. What? We don't want any of those three.
1: God, fuck, Freddy."
2: that That's it. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you got to pay something to get something. You sure do. Like You're absolutely
0: it, right. I watch these things on Twitter go back and forth and Padre fans uh, fall in love with every single guy that has the name Padre with them.
2: Yeah. It's it's what you see when people talk about uh, Kirby Yates being flipped. And all I know is that all the people that are so mad about the idea of Kirby Yates being traded tonight are the same people that if you would have said a year ago, listen, listen. Okay, we're going to trade Brand he- Brad Hand. What? <laughs> Calm down. We feel really, really good that Kirby Yates is going to be able to step right into that role.
1: You're a dumb fuck. Brad Hand is awesome.
2: Hey, Amen. We agree. Great player. But we think Kirby. Kirby!
1: Yeah,
2: and that's who you guys
0: that's it, right? Dude, that's making me laugh is yeah. GMs that have to call each other to throw trades at each other. Right. Imagine the NFL, people calling John Butler. Nobody wants to make that call to John
1: what, Butler. Uh, what? What the fuck? Hang on a second. I'm going to put you on speakerphone so my little fucking friend Eddie here can hear this. Hang on a second. Eddie, listen to this fuck face. And I'll tell you what, Ed. i tell you what, Ed. Hang on. Hang on, Ray. I'll get back to you in a second. If you fucking look at me and think that this dumb shit in Tampa has a fair deal, I'm going to punch you right in your fucking stomach. (laughs) He's very honest. Well, I'm being very honest. You're going to fucking go home tonight you even have a wife? I'm going to say to your wife. (laughs) But he just wants Fred McCrary. I have some... David? I respect your opinion. I love Fred McCreary. Shut up. You're You're gonna go home and say to your wife, I think John big John to you, yellow shit. Punch a kidney still right into my ribs.
2: Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other day the other day, I told you with that did I tell you the fucking NBA story with my stupid son?
3: No,
0: tell me.
2: So my son's got NBA 2K19. Yeah. And he couldn't get the rosters to update. And so I said, well, let me see it. I have a PlayStation 4 at the house. Let me see if I can get it figured out. So I kind of figured out how to do it. And then I go, uh, "I go well, here, I'll download it on this one. So when he comes over, he can he can play it. So then they go, well, um, hey, do you want to be, like it took like five minutes to update the rosters, got it all set. And then I, they go, hey, do you want to be uh, my GM? I felt like I covered this the other night. No, you you tweeted about this. Yes, but you didn't cover it on the show. Okay, so, so I always laugh at these guys where you go, hey, yeah, uh, you played video games for how long? Why don't you get out and get some f- fresh air? Okay, yeah, Corbin. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting there. It's like ten to ten. I download the game, I update the rosters, and now they go, uh, do you want to be my GM and start a team? I go, oh, shit, this would be great. Because now when he comes over, he'll have a team ready to go. I go, yeah, this would be awesome. Do you want uh, an existing team or an expansion team? I go, fuck that. We'll take an expansion team. Where do you want it? San Diego. Okay. Great. So, well, we got to do a couple of things. We have to hire a coaching staff. Here's four or five guys. Okay, well that's easy enough. Trainer. Great. Now we have to design an arena. Which jumbotron do you want? Which graphics really? do you want? Yeah, it's funny as shit. What's your team name? Uh well, we don't have many options. We're not gonna be the barons. Yeah, I said I said it.
0: It's all right, you're gonna regret that move. I knew.
2: I knew that. So we took the sharks. Oh, San Diego Sharks, because it had great white as a logo. I said, all right. (laughs) Now, Dave, you have to design the colors. You have to design the logo. All this shit's the funniest shit going. And you go, okay. Now you've got to get ready for the expansion draft. you got to get ready for the college draft. Oh, shit, the Sharks got the number one pick. So from last year, we took Donchick. We go, okay, that's great. He's coming here. Now we have to do the expansion draft. Now we go into free agency. Number one free agent is LeBron James. Well, the good thing is that we had a shitload of money available for the Sharks, and we told LeBron, "Why don't you come down to San Diego?" And goddamn, if he didn't say yes. <laughs> so now we have LeBron. We have Doncic. We had uh, we had to take Dwight Howard in the expansion draft, but we looked at that; and said it's a one-year contract, twenty-three million. We'll have a ton of money for next year. Yes. And the next thing I knew, it was 1.30 in the morning. Oh fuck. And I go, what? The did you fuck? Did,
0: did you not look at all of the clock? No, I was just, having so much fun. Happens all the time.
2: And I go, oh my god! So my son, I call my son, and I go, hey, I figured out the rosters. He goes, ah, oh, it's great. I go, yeah, uh, we have an expansion team too. You have an yeah. expansion team. He goes, what? Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, I go, yeah, the San Diego Sharks. Oh man, well that'll be fun. I go, yeah, you got LeBron too. What? Oh, this is outstanding. And I said, uh, yeah. He goes, what's the matter? Like, you sound like there's a butt coming to it. What's wrong now? No, like I I was telling him, but he's like, he's like, there's something like, this is cool. Why you sound bummed out. I go, well, I started it at about 10. (laughs) He goes, oh yeah. He goes, well, you did a lot. What time that end? I go about 120. (laughs) Oh my God, dad. What are you doing? So he comes over yesterday, yeah, and we're hanging out. Dave, those goddamn guys at EA Sports are so funny how they do everything. The whole goddamn game was a riot. So my son is going through, and we're just fast-forwarding up through, skipping a bunch of games, trying to get to the playoffs and trade deadline. Then... Our team loses like four in a row. So I go, You know what? We're gonna fire this coach. He goes, All right, let's fire him. So you're given the opportunity to fire the coach, Dave, and you have three we- three ways to do it. Okay. You can let him down easy, you can be direct, or you can be harsh. And it sounds like harsh <laughs> <laughs> So we're like, hey, this team sucks, and it's because of you. Get out of here. The guy's like, well, this has been a waste of time. Not as much as it's been for me. Bye. My son's dying. Dying. He goes, wow, we just ran that guy right out. I go, well, you probably should fire the assistant coach. Harsh. Hey, we just fired your buddy. Guess what that means? I'm the new guy? No, you're out too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> we're rolling but you say that about the gm and the funny thing is like i, I don't pay attention to the nba yeah. but you keep getting all these different trade proposals so we have uh who's the point guard frank from sacramento so frank mason
0: is frank mason the guy i thought without it was uh the dude from kent for the, the guy from kentucky the- well,
2: is frank mason in the nba Hold oh,
0: on, god dang it, you're throwing me off right now i My my own son's yelling at me, Josh, who watches every NBA game, who loses. Yes, he has Sacramento Kings.
2: All right. So we have him, and then we have uh, Josh Hart on our team. Is he? Okay. Josh Hart's on there. And then the kid that the Wolves just signed from Golden State, Jordan Bell. Okay. So then, Dave, these games are unbelievable, where all of a sudden you're playing games, and all of a sudden you get a message, hey, Jordan Bell needs to talk to you. He's upset about his contract status. So I go to my son, well, what are we doing with him? Tell him, get the hell out of here. Every player we deal with harsh. Hey, thanks for talking to me, Cade. I'd like to talk to you about a contract. Well, we're trying to win games. Get out of my office. Every time I talk to you, I get bummed out, and this didn't help. Bye. And my son thinks it's the funniest thing ever. I go, I hope you're never a GM because you'll lose every guy in your thing. That but, is
0: funny as hell. But I don't. Frank Mason averages five point one points a game.
2: Well, he's been a lot better since he joined the Sharks. <laughs> he's been outstanding. What are your team colors? Uh they are kind of they're navy blue, okay, white, and kind of a a black and kind of a bluish purple.
0: Okay.
2: So it's they're cool. They're like a lot of blue and black.
0: Look just like a real shark.
2: Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> There's no teal.
2: There's no teal like that. And then just to piss my son off, uh he comes down today or yesterday to play fires in the game. And he realizes that it's his first home game. And you can put the name of the arena on the side, right? I Staples. pay one center. Yeah, Staples Center, I pay one. We play at the JDA, the Jeff Dots at the arena. My kid goes, what? What?
0: Why'd they name the arena after you? Because I stayed up to one thirty in the fucking morning.
1: Building it.
0: Yes. Stupid. He goes,
2: oh, my God. Can we change that? I go, nope. <laughs> but, yeah. It's so fun. But just... A different thing, but anyways, I, That's think, funny, you, I think you asked about being a I GM. I did, be about being There's a There's no way he could be. I can't be a fucking GM with my son on a fucking video game. You think I could go in and figure out, Dave, you'd have to know if you're Preller and his guys right now. Yeah. And the Washington Nationals call you about Kirby Yates, right? And they go, hey, listen, here's seven guys from our low A, high A, and double A. Pick three of them. Right, here's, here's 15 guys, pick three. You and know, I would look at those guys and go, who the fuck are they? Exactly right. Who are they? Baseball to me, baseball like hockey to me is incredibly tough because there's so many names to know who they are. And I know you have scouts and they probably watched them high school or college or whatever but god damn that's a tough call
0: dude you know it's funny you say this is um on sundays a lot of times i'll get calls from former players that i used to coach as i told you i got 10 of them that have signed with professional teams and so which is really exciting that you had these kids when they were you know some of them since they were four years old some of them since they're like eight nine years old and then they end up signing professional contracts so you find yourself rooting for them but they'll check in and let me know how they're doing and now it's you can find these guys online. You can find find minor league guys at MILB.com to see how they're doing. Well, Julian called me today. Oh, Julian, yeah. uh, of course, went to Eastlake High School, San Diego State, now with the Cleveland Indians. And he said to me, you know what just clicked in my mind yesterday because there's a player on the Indians down doing a rehab assignment, playing on his team. And he told him, hey, you understand, you aren't just playing for the Cleveland Indians. You're playing for all 30 major league teams. You- right. There's a good chance you're going to get traded at some point in your career. Right. And he goes, shit, never thought about it. And I go, I sure as fuck hope you weren't planning on coming back in a couple months and getting a tattoo of the Indians. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a good chance you aren't going to be Derek Jeter starting your career right. with one team and retiring with one team. He goes, man, I never thought about it until the guy said it to me. But you and I have watched baseball forever. I understand that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he goes, when you're loyal, like when him and I went out to dinner a few months ago in Arizona and the Dodger game was on, I go, can you believe the fucking Dodgers? And he goes, "Fuck your Dodgers," he goes, right. I'm, I'm a Cleveland Indian. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck my Dodgers!" Like I couldn't believe he said that to me. Yeah. And then he, it, in his mind, he's like, "Holy fuck! This is big business." And right. everybody's not only scouting me; the Indians are scouting guys, and everyone else's minor league system everybody, too. Everybody,
2: everybody. It, uh, Dave. There's somebody. There's somebody that drew a paycheck from the White Sox that said, "Yeah." Yeah, we're fine flipping Tatis Jr.
0: Yeah, can you believe that shit?
2: Right? I mean, yeah. that to me, because as much as you look at San Diego and go, there was somebody who said, yeah, we're okay flipping Trey Turner. Like that, you you look at it and you go, well, you felt like you were getting an American League Rookie of the Year back in exchange. But there was somebody who said, even with the $30 million that came back, that there was, yeah, they got paid to do that. Yeah. Insane. And guy in the Marlins who said, yeah, I think Rodney for Paddock makes us a better team today. And you just go, oh, shit. But, uh, I mean. Was every- Jose
0: Fernandez still alive when that deal went down? Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, you can kind of understand it. What the Marlins had. You know what I mean? They had that yeah. outfield of Asuna and Giancarlo and Yelich and. And you had, had a real number one yeah. ace in Jose Fernandez that you say, you know, we had a chance of winning. And the man, the Marlins have gotten rid of a lot of guys over the years. You go, what the fuck's going on in, in Miami?
2: I just look at that kid, Castillo, yeah. from the Reds. Yeah, my gosh. To think he was here. Yeah. And you go, God, like, fuck.
0: The Turner deal was so weird because they made the trade, yet he had to stay in the potty organization yeah. to get better until t- enough time had passed. We were allowed to move him over.
2: Yeah. That one was just that. That one still bugs me. That that was, uh, but that Castillo kid, yeah, like he knew that kid was gonna be pretty incredible. And the the reason or the the idea that they couldn't get that done, ah, fucking that. But I know we should just let it go and move forward. But
0: no, it hurts big time.
2: Yeah, that kid right now in that rotation, yep, that's a hammer. And then you go, maybe we get by with Syndergaard. You don't have to worry about getting Bauer. Man, I look at that team, Dave. I think you need both of them. I really do. I don't, I don't see – you need a guy who consistently is going to get you into the seventh inning uh, and maybe the eighth inning on a regular basis. And when you look back at guys that have done it for this team, and I, PV was the guy that did it, right? Kevin Brown, Ashby did it yep. on a regular basis. You can't have guys fucking ducking out after four and a third. You just can't No, that it's destroying your bullpen and which has been the backbone of this team forever you got to figure it out man and like strom wasn't the answer uh i don't know Lauer came in today came out of the bullpen pitch but only a couple innings it was probably a throw day for him they bail out Mar- uh Morihone. But fuck, man, you gotta find a way to start getting these guys into the seventh inning, and that to me is why I like Bauer. I like Syndergaard. If you can go get one of those guys,
0: all right. I want to get to uh, a couple things, but I want to mention this first. Two things coming up. One is craziest thing I saw this weekend, and two, I owe you a big apology. Good. I look forward to that. You got it. All right. Hey, first I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry again, our real estate guy's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than twenty years. He wins a ton of awards. We say this all the time. Almost everyone you know has a real estate license. It's Mm -hmm. really easy to get. People have them all the time, especially in San Diego, trying to stay ahead of the market. But how many people do you know actually make a living selling real estate? There's a reason why Brian Curry has done this more than 20 years. It's because he's familiar with every neighborhood in San Diego County. He's won a ton of awards, and he's the best guy going. The thing that makes him so good is he's successful because of of word-of-mouth recommendations. That means he found a great deal – for his customers that tell other people, look, I got a great deal because Brian Curry's my guy. My wife and I were just talking about him the other day about, hey, I don't know anybody that is more educated in the market than Brian Curry. Great guy that can help you basically make the best move possible with your investment. Make sure you call Brian Curry today, 619-251-1588, just to get an idea of what the market is and when's the right time to sell. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I'll
2: tell you this. When you look at the article in the Union Tribune and they're talking about new buildings being downtown, being built downtown, where the rent could be 3500 to 4000 a month. Yeah. If you're paying 4000 a month for rent and paying somebody else's mortgage bill and having absolutely nothing to show for it, that's goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. It is insane. And you go, well, it's the it's the cool part of living downtown. Well, great. What are you going to do in 10 years? When you look at that and you go, fuck, I paid uh, $48,000 a year in rent, and I had absolutely nothing to show for it. And I could have been paying a mortgage for that and had something uh, really legitimate to show for it, and maybe for my kids too. If that's you, call Brian, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. He's going to have you in the house of your dreams
0: before you know it. Absolutely, Brian's uh, as, as good as it can be. Tell him again, Dave and Jeff sent you. Yeah. Also, don't forget about that brand new house. Nothing's better than that brand new pool from Taylor Made Pools, and Alan Taylor's the guy. Again, another guy that's been doing this more than twenty years. A bunch of pool guys around San Diego. Yeah, you look fly over San Diego in an airplane, look down, and see how many pools you see. Guess what? Alan Taylor's the best. And Alan Taylor's the guy that's going to get the best deal possible and build a pool of your dreams. Make sure you give Alan Taylor a call. He can turn that backyard into a staycation. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
2: I feel so bad for my youngest son. Came over, hung out for a couple of days, and on Friday night went to use the neighborhood community pool, right? Yeah. We have a little community pool. And it was kind of a warm night on Friday night. He goes, man, you know what? I want to go swimming. I go, heck yeah, go ahead. Just don't be a a maniac over there. His mom called me tonight. She goes, hey, I think I got to take him to urgent care tomorrow. Poor dude got a ear infection. Guy goes swimming one night. And because the chlorine wasn't set right or the chemicals weren't set, the water gets in there and it completely jacked him up. And you just go, God dang, it sucks. Look, what what Alan's going to do for you is he's going to build you that gorgeous pool, but it's going to be part of your entire backyard. It doesn't just stop with the pool. And I think for so many of us, people I think in the Midwest or the East Coast look at their quote-unquote man cave. Yes. But I think the benefit that we have with the weather we're blessed with here, you're able to have a man cave. You're just able to have it in your backyard with a tailor-made pool, and that's why you need to give Alan a call. Give him a call. Take a look at our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Go to that sponsor page and see some of the pools he's built. Make that phone call. You'll never regret it.
0: Absolutely. Also, we mentioned guys that we we talk about all the time, not only close friends of the show, but guys that we trust. Nothing you want to trust more than not only a doctor or a lawyer, but of course, the guy that's going to help you with your finances, the guy that's going to help you with your finances, and make sure you can stretch that money. That's going to be Dan Williams. Dan Williams is a guy... That I think is the kind of person that should go around talking to young kids, even in high school. As you talk about your kids going to junior high, talk about your finances. So many people, like you said before, you get in credit card debt. All of a sudden, you don't know what to do. And how do you get things uh, taken care of? You need to make your money last. Dan Williams is the guy to help you do that. Don't be embarrassed. You go ahead and you make that phone call. It's going to be the smartest call you can make. Dan's your guy at 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. dan got to answer so many different questions that can help you financially. That'll be the best phone call of your life.
2: Well, I just told you that with front page stories about rents going to 3,500, 4,000 a month in San Diego, we're in that summer home buying season. And the question that Dan gets asked daily is, is now the time to buy the home and does it make financial sense? Well, the decision of purchasing a home and how to finance it by far will be the biggest financial decision most people are going to make in their lifetime. But how you finance your home will affect every aspect of that financial life. That's why you want to give Dan a call. I said the other day I was all fired up because it's true. I paid off every credit card. Yeah, I had a couple of credit cards, whether they had insurance or medical bills or lawyer fees, anything else, I paid them off. But that meant Two days afterwards, when I had to get gas, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <"Wah>, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck's this? Well, calm down, because you get a good financial plan. Dan will tell you, you're okay. You can still get gas. You can still go to the ballgame and buy a hot dog. We got you covered and do it. But, uh, yeah, give Dan a call. Follow him on social media. Incredible videos that he's been doing that will be very, very beneficial for all of you.
0: Absolutely. Dan's, Dan's the best. That's absolutely funny. So, by the way, Dan, I can do the math. The Padres need to go 29 and 28 for you and Jeff to win that bet. Oh, that, that, that's the way it's going to end up going. Hot sauces and more. Look, hotsaucesandmore.com. That's where you want to go on the website to check things out. You walk around the neighborhood at night. Like right now, Jeff and I are doing the show. It says 759. You walk around, and you'll smell barbecues all oh, over yeah. the neighborhood. Right? And then I wonder in my mind, do they have the big green egg? Are they doing the right, right things? Are they putting the right things on the meat to make it taste that much better? Could this be a better experience? So I don't embarrass myself when my father-in-law comes over and goes, this fucking yeah. guy with the grill doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> what I, is it? I, I always... it
2: amazes me how this can be burnt on one side and blood raw on the other. I was going to say the what same line. What is that, dirt?
0: It's the best scene from She's Having a Baby. I was going to say the same <laughs> fucking line.
2: God damn, so great. And they're yeah. like, my steak's great.
0: Yeah, worked out
3: great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was watching a friend of ours, Dave, bitching today that she's going around San Diego and she cannot find the perfect ribs. She's yeah. trying to find the perfect baby back ribs. She lives right down here. I'm going to tell her. Tuesday night, go by the Otai Ranch Mall. And go check out what Jerry and Brian are whipping up on that big green egg as part of the uh, farmer's market at the hot sauces and more stand. But I find that, yeah, it's great to go to some of the outstanding barbecue restaurants here in San Diego. It's even better when you're doing it yourself. Absolutely. Pop that ice cold beer, fire those ribs on uh, the big green egg. Brian's going to teach you how to use it. Go see Jerry, like I said, on Tuesday night. And those guys will have you cooking up a storm before you know it.
0: You know, I find it fascinating the way those big green eggs work. And I know yeah. we bring them up all the time. But the thing is, you can have a patio and just, boom, have it out there. You don't right. have to have this big, giant backyard. You don't need the big built-in thing. But guess what? That big green egg is going to make your food taste so good. Make sure, again, you go to the guys at Hot Sauces and More. It's a letter N, not N. HotSaucesAndMore.com. And uh, check things out. Again, you go in there to the store, which is in the Otay Ranch Mall, as Jeff just said. Right next to Macy's, across from Daniel's Jewelers, and they will let you basically make sure you can test things so you don't leave dissatisfied. You know exactly where you're getting before you leave the store. Not one of those where you go home and go, fuck, is this going to be any good?
2: Completely different than the night we bought our Lamborghinis, and we'll yeah. talk about that on a future show. <laughs>
0: Again, I hate that conversation. Ah, so frustrating. I also, finally, want to mention Kyle Pfluger. Kyle Pfluger, ah. of course, is doing great things with the websites. All, uh, all across the country now. I love the fact that he's national. The people that yes. have listened to the show have called Kyle Fluger, and making appointments. He's here in San Diego. You're crazy if you don't give him a call. He can help you with that website. Help get your business going in the right direction. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621.
2: I laugh because his wife's been posting throwback pictures of Kyle when he looks like just a complete guy. It looks like a roadie for uh, Pearl Jam in these pictures. But the guy is just the absolute best at what he does. And check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Find out for yourself. It means so much to your brand. When your website's outdated, um, it really tells people that you don't care. Yeah, It flat out tells people you don't care. Don't let that happen. Give Kyle a call.
0: All right. So uh, I'll start with uh, the first thing that was the most ridiculous thing that, that I saw this weekend. Okay? okay. So my son, Josh, is 25 years old. All right. Mm-hmm. His friends are around the same age. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Josh went to a retirement party for one of his friends. How old? 25. Retirement. What do you retire from? Okay. Here's where it gets crazy to me. Tell me if I'm wrong. All right. Okay. Josh is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, he gets irritated that I, I get so mad about this. Yeah. He retired. <laughs> <He> what? <laughs> I call him, like, He retired from the Air Force Reserves. Air Force Reserves. Look. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm telling Josh. I got the guy was in for what, four years? I got the reserves? Yeah. I go, does he fucking stand up at Petco Park and shit when they say, hey, oh. if you served in the service, stand up. I'm like. He can. You, oh, I disagree. Dude, you and I are in the reserves. You understand? No, we
2: don't they, show up at the monthly no, meetings. We, we don't
0: show do up at the monthly meetings, but if, if shit comes ahead, guess what? They're going to call us one day. Hey, guys, everything's falling down. We need you. Fuck. We're all in the fucking reserves. We're all in. This fucking guy. I, mean, he probably, I asked Josh, does he get fucking free cups of coffee at Starbucks, too? Thank you for your service. Tell the thing about his fucking wait, job though. is fighting traffic.
2: Was he? He had to have been. In, I like that you laugh at your own joke. I'm laughing because I'm laughing I just can't believe it. But he had to have been in the Air Force
0: at one point, right? No, he wasn't in the Air Force. Ever? He went I to got, Germany. Told me how good the beer was. Well, well how do he go to Germany? Fucking our government paid for it.
2: All right. I don't know. I'm going to have to defer to somebody. <laughs> like, I'll defer
0: to Brian Curry. That's more ridiculous to me than the sixth grade promotions.
2: Uh, yeah, I just went through one of those. It was a complete <laughs> joke. Uh, you talked about the Marines. Fuck, today, military day at Petco Park, and it's, it's so incredible, right, when they yeah, play the Marine, my favorite. the Marine theme song. But what I saw today, Dave, was different than anything I can remember seeing. You see the guys forever that are down the right field line that stand up. Now, those guys used to stand quietly. Now they stand up and they bark out the lyrics to that song. Oh, that's cool. Which I like. But what I saw today was former Marines that stood up at attention when that song played. And there were guys, a couple of dudes in their 20s, a couple of dudes in their 30s. But then you see some guys in their 40s and 50s. I said to my sons, I go, check these guys out, man. I go, that is outstanding. I love said Were those
0: guys in the heat, by the way? Yeah. Were they dead in the sun? Yeah. You tell your kid with the shorts on, stop complaining?
2: Yeah, those guys are in the full military uniform, right? God, those guys, man, that is so awesome. I, I just, I've seen it a hundred times, and every time you you see it, it feels like the first time you see it. That is Really, really great. But uh, today, with retired Marines standing up and paying attention, That's cool. that was really What awesome. do you look
0: at? When you when that goes on, like I always look at the other team, and I always look at the umpires. Loved it, man. I love the way They're that the guys in. on the field. Everybody's are, in. It's, really, Everybody's it is my favorite is thing. In.
2: Yeah, which is nice, right? Because there's a lot of division in the country right now. But at that point, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, they, they all fucking come together to pay tribute. Those are young kids, man. You watch those guys and go, God damn, that's gives yeah, it gives you chills. Love it.
0: The other thing is okay, here's where the apology goes. Look from. at
2: Tatis right there. Watch that play. <laughs> Get the
1: fuck out of here. I ain't gotta fuck off. Back to the bench, dick.
2: On <laughs> the uncensored play by play.
0: Back to the bench, shithead. <laughs> Dude, that's why you don't do play by play.
2: Well, if the Padres weren't scared and then uncensored, one you and I'd be great.
0: Dude, I don't know what the hell is going on with Ted. By the way, hmm? <laughs> when I listen to Ted, he it seemed like Ted apologizes nonstop. Like, what did someone complain? Like during the game, he called Tatis Tati today or Tati, and then he said, "I'm not sure, but I know the players call him one or the other." He goes, "When I say that, it wasn't that I made a mistake and not knowing his name was Tatis?" And then I'm like, does somebody come in? Then he, all of a sudden, in the middle of the game, I just want to thank all the Latin players for the contribution to Major League Baseball. You made it that much better. And I'm like, what the fuck is happened What is here?
1: going
2: on? I'm like, who know.
0: called and complained?
2: Who the fuck was it?
0: I don't know. Then he, compl- then he apologized the other day for the Manny and Manuel Margot thing.
2: Oh, fuck. That's all day long. But here's the crazy thing. You had, and they, they bat him. Fucking Andy Green's fucking with Ted. Because it's Manuel Margot, then it's Manny Machado. Yes. Then you have Franmil Reyes and Francisco Mejia. And then you had uh, Luis Urias and Luis Perdomo. They're all right around.
0: It's too hard for Ted.
2: Too hard for Ted. (laughs) Too confusing. Let's break that up a little bit, okay? Andy, we're not fucking running Sesame Street here. There's a blind guy in Tampa that fucking
0: can keep track. You better watch your mouth. I'll just tell what you right the now. What does do with anything? What are you talking about?
2: What? You think the blind guy's not getting any help? Cause... His wife
0: is in his ear telling him what uh, the fuck oh, just happened. Fuck.
2: The guy's like, I'm blind. <laughs> God damn. I'll take care of the cat. Okay? We have the seventh inning stretch coming up, you fucking nag.
0: all right here's the apology for yeah you. let me hear this i told you on the last podcast i was gonna go see once upon a time in hollywood with you yeah i saw it on opening night
2: no you know what's funny i'm glad you did because i'm i completely <laughs> forgot i'm gonna go see it tomorrow in oh, Chicago. you son of
0: a bitch you dirty dog
2: okay so don't give too much away i'm not
0: gonna give anything away
2: uh great how'd you like I, it i
0: loved it i, I, I loved it now i saw it with josh and my wife my wife was not a fan josh and i loved it your wife didn't like it but she, she didn't nah, she, that's not her type of movie you know what I mean? Fuck. She liked uh, what that goddamn uh, Stuber. She liked that fucking movie. I
2: saw that movie yesterday with my kids. Did you no, see you that movie? No, you didn't go with your yes, kids. Yes, I did. I
0: told you, you might not want to go with your kids.
2: Okay, so I see this movie. Oh, my kids love the WWE. Yeah. God damn! I forgot you saw this movie. So my kids love WWE and Jesus. they loved Guardians of the Galaxy. So Dave Batista's in this movie with that comedian yeah. guy. And so we were up, we're running around, and we ended up in Temecula, where it was like 97 degrees. So the only thing to do at that point was, let's go see a movie. Yeah. Well, I think our, like, the only thing that we had options for were like, yesterday, none of us were going to see
0: that. That one to me looked kind of interesting. I know, but we heard it's
2: kind of boring.
0: Yeah, I think it is probably boring, because everyone, no one's talking about it.
2: So then here's Stuber with Dave Bautista. So I'm not even paying attention. I go to buy tickets and like there's a thousand people in line. so I go to the self-service kiosk and it says R. I'm like, well, it's a comedy. All right what well, can't be anything too
0: dramatic. yeah someone took it to see Stripes at some point, right?
2: right. So and they're gonna be 12. I mean, it's not like I still think of them as seven-year-olds, but they're going to be 12 in a couple of months. So we get in, and the first problem that we have is, now there's two kids in there younger than my sons that I can see. Okay. So I'm sure their parents, now this were mom and dad, me. I was the only dumb fuck. Uh, I guarantee you they thought the same thing we did, which is Guardian of the Galaxy guy, Avengers guy, WWE guy, let's go. Um, first thing is they show the preview for the next movie coming out from the guys who made super bad. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Well, the preview is rated R. Yeah. What the fuck? Fuck this. Yeah. Fuck that. I want to fuck that chick. I'm like, oh, God damn it.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, first of all, if your kid was an actor, would you let him be in a movie like that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Why not? It's a big paycheck. Big paycheck. It's
2: good. <laughs> so we get through that. And now Stuber starts and Rated R. And I'm like, okay. And here come a couple, you know, what the fucks? And you go, shit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But my sons are dying laughing. My sons, because the movie itself, there were about 10 things in that movie that were really, really funny. Yeah. Really funny.
0: I like both main actors in that movie.
2: Yes. Really funny. And the scene... Uh, the the plot of the story is Dave Batista is a cop who gets LASIK surgery and finds out a big drug deal is going on. He can't see, and he hijacks an Uber. Uh, and then you kind of got it right. Yeah. Crazy cop, nice innocent guy gets drug in, and let the shenanigans begin. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, the next scene takes place where they're following a lead, and it's the Backstage of a male strip house. And fucking Mandingo walks across the screen, right? Here comes Shawn Michaels or whoever the Ray Victory. And uh, did I miss anybody, Dave? I'm trying to think no. of every guy from the 80s. And uh, my kids are like, God dang. But they, they couldn't have cared less, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> My thing is, the person they go to talk to in that scene is a woman. Dude, don't be afraid to go to a women's strip club. Right. Who signed off on that shit? Who
2: signed off on it? Stupid. So dumb. But, uh, like, at the end, I texted their mom. I go, hey, I'm just telling you, I saw this goddamn stupor with our sons today. I tell her the whole shit. She's like, ah. She goes. They've seen R-rated movies. She goes. I'm really not worried about the language, but she goes. Yeah. What are you gonna do? She goes. Well, they're fine. She goes. They're not gonna be scarred from it. And but there were. There was a scene in an animal hospital that was so fucking funny to me. There are about ten things in that movie, and Dave Batista was
0: pretty funny. He's great. And,
2: and I wish I I'm completely mind blanking on the name of that comedian. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't.
0: So look, I can look it up. I know, and I watch him in uh, the HBO show that he's in.
2: Um, God dang see, it. I got rid of HBO, so. But it was yeah. Overall, it was a funny movie.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm trying to blank too on the on the dude's name. Um, but no, it's it's overall that did they like the movie. They
2: died. Li- look, man, you know you you're playing with house money when you get into an R-rated movie when you're 11.
0: K- okay, see if I can pronounce it right. Kamel Najani. is that it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Tell you,
2: but really, really funny dude. Really funny. I just like I. It's one of those guys where you see his name, but I don't know that I've seen any of his movies. He was funny as shit in that movie. He was great. Um. But once upon a time in Hollywood, I'm gonna be in Chicago tomorrow night. My stepson's there. We got all afternoon to just fuck around, and he and I are kind of movie guys. So cool. Did, did you feel like the movie's too long?
0: Uh, no it's when my wife thought it dragged I didn't think it dragged I mean you know it's it's three hours didn't feel yeah. that bad to me my, my and this is not giving anything away in the movie what I'm gonna tell you my favorite part about the movie taking place in LA was I was born in LA Yeah, you know there are places they go to in LA that I went to when I was six years old that fuck dude not only did he put things together to go man from the outside that looks like it but when they went in the inside it was exactly the way it was as I remember on the inside
2: He and told I was a like God, it was
0: fucking incredible
2: They shut down Hollywood Boulevard and they shut down Hollywood Boulevard. He was on Kimball and I saw this interview and they had like two nights when they shut it down going eastbound and they changed all the store facades. And then a couple of weeks later, they changed it going westbound and changed all those to look like what it used to look like. I don't know, man. I
0: love it. The acting to me is is so fucking good. I How mean, I crazy know,
2: is the violence compared to like uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs?
0: All I'll say is when there is violence, you're going to appreciate the violence. You're going to go good. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. You're going to like the violence. Language. I mean, like yeah, I was just I mean, thinking about it, like yeah. with Tarantino. It, yeah.
2: Considering what my kids are on Stupor, could I have taken them to that last night?
0: Yeah, I think you could have taken them to the movie. I probably I could have gotten could. away I don't know that. if they would have loved it as much as you and I will love it. But I literally called my sister, and I said, you got to take Mom to go see this movie. Because my mom used to take me to the same restaurants, the same places. Yeah. I, mean, I remember the first time I read Guacamole was in one of the restaurants they go into. It was exactly as I remember wow. as a kid. He did such a fucking good job. It, it was awesome.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I completely forgot that we had said we were going to do a movie night on this show. Yeah. I called my son i go hey man we got nothing to do tomorrow night let's go see this movie he goes fuck yeah we're in yeah so yeah i liked
0: it yeah give me a call after you see it i'm curious to know what you think
2: all right so reminder i'm in chicago for the next 10 days starting tomorrow morning um schedule should allow us wednesday is the trade deadline uh but dave i would think usually we tape at about 8 30 i would think by 10 30 wednesday night chicago time i'm relatively clear And then next Sunday night, at that same time, I'm 100% clear. So uh, I hate to do that, but to keep uh, the schedule intact for all of you, I have a feeling there'll be a lot of trades going down that will impact the National League West. What will that mean? And so uh, we'll catch up via phone on Wednesday and Sunday, and then I'll be back here live in the garage. I think that's uh, two weeks from tonight.
0: Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you soon.